Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we answer the question, if not algorithms, then what? Hey, Pam, I know we're supposed to share about other people's submissions of things that their mathy friends do, but I was really hoping that maybe you could tell the listeners really quickly about a mathy person in your life. Yeah, let's start it off with talking about somebody who is a, a math mentor to me. Quick story. Um, we live in Texas. I grew up in Idaho. My parents still live in Idaho. And one time my mom uh, and dad came to visit and my mom was bugging me to play. She's like, let's go do some fun things. And uh, at that point in time, I had just written lessons and activities for building powerful numeracy. That was my second numeracy book. And um, we were still in the process of getting it published and everything. And I had just gotten back from my editor, um, the, uh, the, the book itself, and we were writing the answer key. Um, and so you might not know, those of you that own, uh, own lessons and activities for building powerful numeracy, that we actually have an answer key with suggested answers um, on the Heinemann website. So you can go to the Heinemann website and check that out if you want to. Well, I had to write that. And so um, I said to my mom, I'm like, I have to get this done first. Like I have a deadline for this writing. Um, so, you know, hang on a second. And she said, well, can I help? And y'all, I looked at her and I, I, I said, I don't know. Can you? At that <laughs> point in my life, I, it sounds funny. I was a high school math teacher. I'd done all this numeracy work. Um, I, my mom and I actually at that point had never done a lot of talking about math. Um, when I was a, a small kid, when I was in, in school, I was learning math. Um, I always did really well in, in math. And so uh, we just didn't ever talk about it. I got the grades. I have eight siblings. And so there's plenty of other things for my mom to do. Um, and so we just sort of never talked about math. And so I looked at her. I said, I, I don't know. Can you help me write the answer key for these numeracy mental math problems? Um, and she kind of looked at me like, well, where do you think you got it from? Um, <laughs> and it was, it was kind of a funny conversation. So we sat down and, and sure enough, my mom had all these brilliant math relationships. Um, and so... Now we talk a lot about she's one of the people that answers the question on Mass Strat Chat often on Facebook. Um, and so now we both know how much fun it is to chat about our strategies. And it's a lot of fun. So there's my mathy person for the day, my mom, Ursula Weber. Oh, that's so great. Hey, so let's move on. Today's episode is the first of a three part series, right? The top three school starters. School is right around the corner, um, starting soon or will be for quite a few people. And so we thought we'd focus on some top tips for starting the school year. 
Right. So next week, we'll talk about building a community of learners. And part three is about having a system of beliefs that's coherent that you base all your decisions on. But this week in part one, we're going to talk about the most important way to start the school year. And it's all about your students. Right. We've compiled the top three tips for helping your students feel seen, acknowledged, and that they matter in your classroom. And this is so important that we're going to spend an entire episode talking about ways to make sure that that can happen. So the three tips are learn student names, use student names, and help other students use student names. Yeah, all about student names. So the first tip today is learn student names. Do you want to tell us how you learn your students' names? And y'all, that might not seem like really important to you, but it is so important in building the culture in your classroom that students feel seen and acknowledged and valued. And so we're going to spend a lot of time uh, today talking about student names. So uh, let me tell you about an experience. When I was at BYU, um, I was probably half half the way through my degree at BYU uh, undergrad. Um, I was in a class one day. It was the first day of class. And during that class, very unusual thing, uh, the professor it was a small Irish class, like 40 students or so. The professor. Um, BYU is a big school. Uh, the professor uh, videoed each one of us. He had to stand up, say our name, and something interesting about ourselves. It was really quick. It went by pretty fast. Um, I did it, whatever. It was kind of weird. Second day of class comes. I walk up to the di- I walk up to the door of class, and um, he says, "Hello, Pam. Welcome to class." I looked at him. I'm like, you know my name. He's like, well, yeah, I videoed you last time. I went home and memorized your names. Y'all, it was a really interesting experience to watch him greet every one of us as we walked into class by name. I will never forget that day. And so when I became a high school math teacher, I took it on. Uh, When my students came into class, I had a note on the board that said, please sit alphabetically. And I would be be walking around and say, yeah, please sit alphabetically. And high school kids, first day class, were not excited about that. Um, they would kind of grumble and moan a little bit. Oh, it's your name. And, and they would sort of finally get themselves kind of seated alphabetically. It took a, took a couple of minutes and I was circulating. I was listening to kids. I was kind of getting to know kids a little bit. Um, and so then now they're all sitting down. I would walk up to the first kid and I would say, um, okay, so Aaron, Andrew, Arnold, and <laughs> first kid would look at me and go, no, like my last name is Andrews. I'm like, oh, you guys sat according to last name alphabetically? They all look at me like, duh. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I meant first name, first name alphabetically. Okay. This is all on purpose, right? So then they'd all kind of more grumbling. Look at me like, are you crazy? I'm like, no, like, please. And so they'd get up and they'd kind of, what's your name or my name is? And and they would finally all then sit alphabetically by first name. This was very helpful to me in a couple of ways. Now for the rest of the, the couple of weeks, that was my seating chart. I had kids sitting alphabetically. So if I couldn't come up with a name, I knew where they were sitting in the class. And I'm like, ah, it's got to be like an S or an R or a T name that would kind of help jog my memory for their names. But then probably even more importantly, um, then I went home that night and I had video. Oh, did I mention I was videoing this whole time? So I had a video camera on as they were seating themselves alphabetically by last name and then by first name. And what I would do is I would take my roster and I would watch that video over and over and over again. And I memorized their names. So a little differently than my professor did at BYU. But that second day, as they would walk in, I could look them in the eye and I could say, hey, Austin, how's it going? Hello, Shania, what's up? Hey, Ashika. And I tell you what, they would look at me like I was crazy. So I do it a little bit differently now in my university classes. Um, 
I, I get a, a picture roster ahead of time now. And so I kind of make flashcards out of uh, the picture roster and I walk around for the couple weeks before school starts and I'm memorizing names. And when they walk in the room, I'm calling my university students by name. <laughs> they always look so surprised uh, as they, you know, they're again, it's the first day of class and they're walking in um, and I'm calling them by name. Um, the hardest ones, honestly, are I get them when they're juniors and seniors and um, if they've changed a lot since their freshman picture, then it's, it, that can be a little bit difficult, but um, I can usually narrow it down, you know, to one or two names. And so even if I'm not exactly sure who it is, I can usually guess two or maybe even three names and I've got them. And uh, it's always fascinating to me, the look on their faces, you know, they're surprised uh, that I'm, I'm doing it, but they are so intrigued. Like, how, how do you know? And, and one or two of them, will be like, she, she memorized our names. And I mean, I have the picture roster in my hand as they're walking in. So it's a little bit, a little bit of cheating there. Um, but, but it is fascinating to me to see the, that they really do um, notice that I took the time. It is noteworthy to them that I took the time to really get to know them and then um, to use, uh, to use their names from then on out in the class. So, uh, then another thing that I do, um, right now is that we use canvas as our management tool at Texas state university. And, um, in their first assignment, I will ask my students again to do a quick video of themselves, uh, and something interesting about themselves so that as they walk in, I can talk about that something interesting. Yeah, that's so really cool. Um, so if you don't have canvas or some other, uh, big system, Flipgrid is one that I really love to get kids to film some sort of introduction the first week. If you're less techie or you don't have any pictures from previous years, then a simple name tent that first week is always really useful as well. What's great about a name tent is that you can use the inside to ask for students to respond to what happened that day. You can gauge their reactions, honor their feelings, and encourage them if you're getting your community set up the way that you want to. Yeah, we'll give credit to Sarah Vanderwerf. Um, this is a great idea to simply fold a piece of paper into a tent and they write their first name big and bold on it. You can also have them put little bits of information. Um, and then on the inside, uh, there's d various different ways that you can have them respond to the day and then you can respond back to them. And that can go throughout that first week of, of sort of a communication back and forth between students. So uh, we really like uh, Sarah's idea and we'll put that link in the show notes. If you're starting the year remotely, like I know so many people will be, please make sure that your students know how to change the screen name to represent what they want to be called so that it's not their parents' names or somebody else's <laughs> name in the family. You've, you've had some experience with that with Zooms lately, haven't you? Oh my gosh, we've been doing so much Zoom since the pandemic started. And just the other day, I had a teacher um, with like a, a five number sequence. So I just, okay, so seven, eight, three, four, two, what's your strategy? <laughs> <laughs> then she told us her name. But uh, if students don't know how to change their names in Zoom, then that would be a good um, thing to uh, teach them. Or another um, alternative to that is you might make it so that students cannot change their names um, so that you sort of can maybe stop some of the shenanigans that might happen. You can actually go in as class starts and quickly put in their name, uh, their, uh, especially if, like Kim said, their parent's name is up there or something. Then you can go in as the host and you can uh, uh, change the names to um, what they want right. to be called. Okay, so our first tip to help students really feel seen and acknowledged is to learn their names. Our second tip to help students feel really acknowledged and seen and valued is to actually use their names. Now, that may sound silly. Why would you learn their names if you're not going to actually use them? But we really want to emphasize how important it is to use students' names. And often, yeah, not only will it help you learn their names to use them, 
when talking to them, but students feel the effort. Everyone likes to be called by name. It's a very personal connecting thing. Pam, I've heard you in workshops attempting names that I would definitely struggle with. <laughs> in fact, we've even talked about that a little bit because um, I make an intentional uh, decision that I'm going to be the one who's embarrassed a little bit, maybe, mm -hmm. as I attempt to say people's names. Y'all, I will say people's names over a few times until I get it right so that I'm the one that's embarrassed. And it's not the student or the participant in a workshop who has to have their name slaughtered every time that I say it. Yeah. So I intentionally say it over uh, enough times that I get it right. And then I keep using it and, tr and get it right so that it's me that uh, has to sort of have the role of being embarrassed. And I don't put the student or the participant in the role of having their name slaughtered. So I, I, feel, I feel like that's kind of an important thing. So along with that, we would suggest that you welcome students um, as they walk in the door, just like my professor did at BYU. Um, at th that first week, especially as they're walking in the door, welcome them by name. Yeah, that might not be a new um, idea for elementary teachers, but I have heard teachers kind of grumble about that 20 minutes kind of wasted time just standing in the hallway waiting for kids. But it is so important for setting the tone for the day and really for the whole year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the first day. Um, we, I, we think it should happen for a while. Um, my uh, husband and kids knew that that first couple of weeks of school, I was going to come home exhausted uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I would come home and I would be memorizing names. I would you know, watch that video over and over until I had all those kids' names down. But, but also, I would make sure that I was so prepared so that I could take that time before class and after class to, to address kids. And not just uh, hello, Taylor, but hey, hello, Taylor, how's your dog, cat, child, like whatever pertains to Taylor that day, you know, be, be personal, take an interest. When they tell you that, that interesting thing about themselves, then use that as you um, greet them as they're coming into class. I think being intentional is really important. Um, using their names as you call them. Sometimes teachers get away with not calling students by name by saying things like, hi, friend, or hey, love, hey, sunshine. Um, but I think we all can agree that students and participants will feel more valued when you use their name instead of some vague term of endearment. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, Pam, we've talked about learning kids' names and teachers using student names. And so let's talk about our third tip. That's to get other students to use each other's names. Yeah, I've seen you use a really great technique that I think is so important to get kids to acknowledge each other. I've seen you actually direct them to speak towards another student and use their names. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. So for example, if Andrea has just shared her thinking and Paul uh, has this unlook, unclear look on his face, or he even might ask a question like, I don't know what she's talking about. Then I might say, Hey, Paul, do you want to ask Andrea to repeat that or explain that? Like I'll actually like use my hands to kind of get him to, to turn to motion, to turn to each other. Um, I want to give credit to a colleague, uh, I want to give credit to a colleague, Kara M, for doing things like that. Another great move that she uses when students have differing ideas to get them to sort of face each other. Hey, Brianna and Hollis, you guys are talking about different things. Can you convince each other? Like, Brianna, what can you say to Hollis that can really be convincing? It's about getting students to talk to each other, not just teacher, student, student, teacher all the time, but actually students communicating with each other. Yeah. So you might leave the name tense up longer um, than you even need to learn the name so that students can use each other's names. Yeah. Um, just br briefly, we've been doing a lot of filming in um, classrooms uh, where we've been do doing problem strings with real students, which has been fascinating, by the way, and pay attention to the website because we've got problem strings that we're putting up more and more. Um, 
And uh, I noticed that in as I was working with these particular high school students, they didn't know each other. Y'all, this was in May of the school year. I'd be like, hey, well, can you can and I was learning their names. Right. So I'd say, hey, can you convince? And I'd be looking for the name tent to try to call that student by name. And they look at me like, I don't I, I don't know this person I've never talked to. Them. Like you're sitting by them in class. Like <laughs> like a thing we need to do is to get students to communicate with each other. And so encouraging students to use each other's names is another way of making stu- sure that students feel valued and is a, an integral part of what's happening in class. Oh, that reminds me of um, a time when one of my sons was in uh, elementary school and <laughs> Do you remember this? In Valen- <laughs> it was time for Valentine's, right? In I don't remember what grade exactly, third or fourth grade. And we were writing out the Valentine's cards and he wanted to write to you. And I was like, why are, are you just, are you just being a little bit lazy? And he's like, I don't know their names. And I was like, wow, we need to do some work with getting to know some people. <laughs> All right. So Kim, why are we making such a big deal about knowing student, knowing and using student names? Right. So your students are valuable members of your community, right? That you're going to want to build the whole year. Teaching is all about relationships. And it it reminds me of Maya Angelou's quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said and people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. It's it's so valuable to learn and know kids' names. Absolutely. So to help students feel valued, acknowledged, really seen, Y'all learn their names, use their names, and encourage other students to use each other's names. If you want to hear more from Pam, check out the blog on our website, mathisfigureoutable.com. And please join us on Wednesdays on your favorite social media for Math Strat Chat. If you like the podcast and give us a review, that would be fantastic. So if you're interested to learn more math and you want to help students develop as mathematicians, then the Math is Figure Outable podcast is for you because math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.